Welcome to the Passion for Sound podcast. If you'd like even more audio-related content, make sure to check out Passion for Sound over on YouTube. But for now, let's get into the conversation. All right, so welcome everybody to probably what's going to be another episode of the Passion for Sound podcast. This might go on YouTube as well. We'll see how we go. Um, I've got Gino and Sherry from Jashelli Labs joining me. I don't know if this is the second or third time you guys have joined me on the show. No, and we've. I think it's number two, is it? Yeah? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we've had it more, but there's emails and who knows. So yeah. um, we, would, we just started chatting offline because I was saying to Gino and Sherry that I was conscious that I didn't rave about the the J2 AK4493 version. Um, and whilst I think it's great and I think it's at the same performance level as the best other DAX at its price point, we were talking about the fact that I'd sort of come in wondering if it was going to be this giant killer because of some of the hype that had been around it. And so we'd started talking and I've just paused Gino and Sherry and said, hey, can we record this? It sounds like it's really good information. So let's backtrack. Do you want to tell me the kind of the history, Gino, that you were starting to talk about from the AKM fire and, and onwards and the evolution of the J2 with that? Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, I'll say this, like, so back, I think when we did our, our interview way back then, we might have even been at the AK-4490 back then. We yeah. So been, yeah. we were always, you know, just, it's it just like the, I think the planets align and we were just always doing AKMs. Like we loved AKM chips. So um, the fire hits and we go into absolute panic mode. I'm sure lots of manufacturers went into panic <laughs> mode. Um, and we, you know, we had our remaining chips that we could, you know, make our remaining uh, J2s. We actually had just made the J2 at the time, right? Yeah, the J, the J, or no, it was the JNOG. The JNOG had yes. just come out the previous couple yeah. weeks. Right. And we're small. And doing everything yeah. ourselves, we, we'll buy maybe 100 chips at a time if we're lucky. Back then, yeah. yeah. Back then, I, I mean, would say. This yeah. was not... This was bad. Yeah, back then, yeah, we were buying small amounts, you know, and and even like even then, it wasn't super easy to just get them like off the shelf in big amounts. So yeah, we were always buying like as you said, hundred, two hundred at a time, and so we didn't like have a ton in stock to begin with because we always just figured, hey, we can get them, you know, get more from a supplier. You know, we don't yeah. have to front a ton of money for these chips, blah blah blah. So um. So that happens, you know, I get a, a phone call from the local rep and he's like, uh, and I'm like, get out of here, dude. He, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, it caught on fire. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, man, it caught on fire. He's like, for, I, I like completely, I was like, oh my goodness. And it was like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, I think he woke me. me up. Yeah. So, so, um, so what we ended up doing, um, we, we had to immediately like come to work, panic, 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 panic. And we're like, okay, we didn't really have an ESS design in our back pocket. So um, I'm like, crap, you know, we got to go to ESS. And it's not that we never wanted to. I mean, it was just like we just always did ACAMs. It was just like, mm. you know, again, at the time, especially we were really small. And, you know, it wasn't like we had this big R&D team to be able to, you know, like, oh, you go do ESS. I'll do ACAM. So immediately we started um, with the ESS. And then, um, like I said, the prices had just like skyrocketed. Like, I mean, they knew, you know, it was just like, boom, you know, ESS is it. Prices are going to be through the roof. The pros were, I can't even remember. They were so expensive. So we're like, all right, we need to find a comparable chip to the, uh, to the, to the, um, 93. 93. Yeah. So we had to find a comparable chip and that's where we went with the 9026. We kind of liked it. It was a little older, 
Um, it might have been around the same age as the 93, but the, you know, the 93 was probably in middle age at that point. So, um, and they weren't easy to get. There was only, you had, to Oh go dude, it was hard. Like, yeah, there was like one like place to get yeah, them. Like, so <laughs> this I is the found... 96. Yes, the 9026 Pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. found the rep's home cell phone, the same <laughs> yes. phone number. Yes. And I go, like, oh, who is this? How did you get this number? Yes. And I was like, it's like in his car phone. driving. Yeah, it was it's a... really bizarre. So we ended oh, up funny. finding a ton of those. Like, we just were like, we got to break the bank and get a ton because I'm sure everybody's going to start buying ESS chips and they're yeah. going to be out of stock, which kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we got together a design. It took us a couple months to get it right because it was a very different like design. It was like I've going from like, completely like apples to oranges, um, yep. completely different design all around. Um, and uh, you know you get comfortable with AKM like their data sheets, like talking. You know you just get like very comfortable. And now it's like oh my goodness, we have to like do something different, and it's mm. like very different yeah i've heard it's like yeah. going from say being a, a petrol mechanic to a diesel mechanic yeah, they're both yeah, they're both engines yeah. but they're like totally different You're operations very good analogy. with nobody to train you on what to do i mean yes. you would buy yeah. yourself on this and yeah, i'm sure point. the other manufacturers i remember even talking to other people at the time like there was like zero like help like you just mm. learned that we were just like all of us were just like kind of like okay, uh, let's figure this out. So we actually, I'm not going to name it. We talked to a couple, a couple other manufacturer, or at least one other manufacturer, during that process, and was like, "Are you guys seeing the same problem we are? Are you seeing this bug on the chip that we are? You know?" And it was like, "Yeah, we're seeing it too." And let's share some information. So yeah, um, right. So you know, we we found a couple of weird bugs and things, and we finally got it done. We got it out, and then uh, I think, yeah, you got one. Like, everybody ended up getting them. Um, and it was funny, because it was, like, such a radical difference for us. Like, just everything about the DAC measurements, like, everything about it was a mm. radical difference. So now we're having to, like, really get behind this DAC and understand it, you know? So again, for years we're AKM, we know everything about them. We could give you like every nuance, talk about everything. Now we're like, oh crap, we have to like, you know, listen to this thing for a zillion hours, like try to get, you know, feedback. So it actually worked out really well. It came out to be a a really cool product. And then um, we switched over to the 9038 Q2M. It's a mobile version. So when you see the 38 Pro versus the Q2M, um, just the Q2M is a two-channel DAC, uh, and it's really teeny, 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 tiny. It's like something that you would almost put in a cell phone, like size, yeah, very low right. power. Um, but very good measurements, very good sounding DAC. We actually sold a lot of them. Um, they weren't super easy to manufacture. They were a pain because they were like leadless chips and blah blah blah. So that 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 side was definitely a pain. Okay. And then um, so we kept following AKM, and we honestly didn't think they were going to come back. Like, we mm. figured, okay, they're done. This is it. Um, and they eventually, uh, like, like it was like we were hearing rumblings from our vendors. I mean, not our vendors, our um, uh, distributors or distributor down here. And he's like, ah, I think they're coming back. I think, you know, he was kind of giving us stages of like, okay, they're doing this now. I still didn't believe it. Yeah. And, and then he's like, dude, he's like, make your order. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, here's a link. Place your order. Uh, let's go. We place our order months before and like we ordered a ton of them and we're just like, okay, uh, we don't know what's <laughs> going on. And then one day, like FedEx is knocking on the door, trays of AKMs and we're like, okay. dude. <laughs> so 
I think at the end of the day, like we were saying, like when we released that back again, there was a, at least amongst our people, I'm not going to say like in the whole audio community, but amongst our people, there was just like this huge, like, yeah, you know, we can finally continue with the J2, or at least, you know, it was the Jane Og, then we went to J2. We can finally continue our AKM release. And, you know, it brought us back to win the fire right before the hat yeah, fire. Yeah, that's it. So I would definitely say, based on a lot of, like, when we talk about the hype, I think a lot of our energy bled off, too. <laughs> I think just us, like, going crazy, it was, like, the greatest thing. You know, oh, my God, they're back, you know. Oh, and then also, I, uh, yeah. it allowed us, at that point, prior to the fire, people would write in and ask us about the Sabres, and we just, no, we don't have them. No, we don't have them. Yeah, yeah we and, just kind of blew it off. Right, yeah. and it was great because now the AKM fans – could get the AKM and yes. the Saber fans could get the Saber. So it, yeah. it actually worked out in a weird kind of cosmic way yeah. because now we have both sides that we can right. yep. and, and that was that was a question I was going to ask you. Are you planning on continuing both ongoing yeah. forever or not? Sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have. Yeah. Now, I mean, we have some really nice AKM designs and, and ESS designs, and yeah, we have no. You know, we're going to continue it as long as the chips are available. Like, we there's mm -hmm. no. It, it, you know, it, we're, we're not going to lose anything. I mean, like, like so uh, our model here, like, since we produce all of our own board, like, we pick and place all of our own boards. The PC boards um, we get outside, but all of our assemblies done here. So we're putting the chips okay. on the PC boards. You know, yep. we have three pick and place lines now. Um, so the fact that we can do that uh, means it. we don't lose anything by not doing so so effectively you know if somebody says hey i want this board like it's already programmed the machine we have all the parts we can just throw it through the machine and make you the board it, it, it's okay. not gonna you know what i mean there's no there's no reason for us to not do it unless we run out of boards and then maybe we're like okay we don't want to order 500 more or whatever you know what i mean but yeah but we yeah. still um, sell yeah I, I we mean, still sell the ESSs all the time i, I happen yeah. to like the 9026 she loves it i i really do <laughs> yeah. It's to me, it's a little more uh, instrument forward, which is what I that's kind of my thing. I kind of dig that. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, it has it has each chip has a different nuance, which is nice to be able to, yeah. depending on your. Yeah, style. I agree. I definitely agree. And, and it was interesting, actually, as we've been talking, I've been kind of processing a bit what I <laughs> what I like about the AK4493 version. Mm. And. I had previously always tended to be like you, Sherry, where I always tended to favor the ESS chips mm -hmm. for whatever reason. It's not that I think a chip is necessarily better, but in each good DAC that I'd tried, a good DAC using an ESS and a good DAC using AKM, I'd often found I, I leant back towards the ESS. Yeah. The the J2 with the AK4493 is the first time I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the 4493. If you put both the J2, and I actually don't know if the J2 I've got here is the... 9038 Q2M or the 9026. I'd have to double check that. Um, so you can tell if you look inside and you see a heat sink in the center, um, you see a big heat sink, then that's a 9026. I think you have the 9026. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Unless he has an older version that didn't have a heat sink. There, I it's don't know. It's not a heat sink, but I reckon it would be the 9026 because it's going back. Okay. And it doesn't say on here anything. So you may it, have so a really. Feel... At one this point, we did. Early... Yeah, you might have like a real early before we use the heat sinks on them. Um, okay. The heat sinks just kind of dissipated. They they ran kind of hot. 
Um, there are eight DACs. Like, it's essentially four on the left mm. channel, four on the right channel. So um, they ran a little hot. Um, so we, like, like within, like, the first month. So you probably have a real early version. We switched reckon, over to yeah. putting little heat sinks on it. But, yeah, you'll see the, the 40, the, the 90, gosh, so many numbers. The 9026 is a bigger <laughs> tip, and it's in the center tube. It's it's a bigger, squ- yeah, you'll see a big square in the center. He, he probably has a real old one. Uh, he might have. Well, we, we yeah, you'd have to probably. You I, maybe I, no, there, I, is a, there is a heat sink. I can see the heat sink now. Okay, yeah, then that's the twenty hidden behind a capacitor. Yeah, yeah. The Q two M, at least to me, is a little more vocal forward. You would know it. Yep. Everybody who has a Q two M says it sounds like the singer standing right in front of their face. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, Whereas I find the AK four four nine three has a slightly fuller sense in the bass. The the bass yeah. has got a really nice lot of quality to it that I love. Yeah. Yeah. People always yeah. say that. Yeah, it's, it's true. And it's funny and it's, when you measure it, if you measure the 4493, you'll see like a little bump and 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 then I mean the bass frequency. Yeah, you will you'll see it. Like if you you okay. know, if you zoom in, you'll see that little bump. You know, we always laugh. Bump. But yeah. It's funny and, how um, just that little tiny bit's enough. Yeah. They <laughs> you know, mm. things that you know probably <laughs> but yeah, you're you're a lot of people say the same say that to us too. Same thing, yep. you know, that's it got it like that that like grunt to it. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, so that that was my quick. I just wanted to quickly recap what what I, my thoughts were around it and make sure that was all clear. But I think that probably leads us into talking a little bit about the new four four nine nine ex, and what we were also yeah, starting yeah. to talk about offline was the fact that there's all this confusion because there was the old four four nine nine, and now there's the four four nine nine ex version. Yes. Um, because some people commented on my channel and I hadn't, I hadn't clarified. I hadn't gone back to look at all the different numberings because like yeah. you said before, they kind of all roll together, but someone yeah. posted and said, Oh, the, the D90 SE from toppings been using the 4499 for ages. And I thought, yeah. no, that this isn't right because I'd gone and done some research on the new 4499 and yeah. it's that EX tag at the end. That's the differentiator, I believe. Yeah. So tell me what, what's going on. I know it's two chips. You've got the 4499 EX and the Correct. 4191 that goes with it. I think it was. What's being done there that's different to a traditional single chip design, uh, Gino? So yeah, so Sherry, Sherry's dipping for a second. She's, she's gonna go grab, grab her something to drink, I think. So no, um, it. yeah. So I'll I'll like take the center frame. She, uh, I mean, she. The um. Okay. So your question was sorry. I was like half trying to. Okay. So um, the difference you're saying the difference in the ninety nine older one and ninety nine ex. And I apologize. And, and I'm, specifically, I was, like, what's going on? No, all good. Yeah. Specifically, what I'm curious about is what's going on with the dual design. What's how okay. is that? And actually, let me backtrack. Yeah, the biggest yeah. thing for me was that the moment I listened to the four four nine nine ex version of the J two. Okay, the sense of space and layering and depth is like no other Delta Sigma DAC chip I've ever heard. <laughs> we we were saying before how for me there's an there's an element of all Delta Sigma DAC chips having this very incremental difference. You know, it might be a little tiny bit more bass or right. a little bit more attack at the top end, but they're all pretty much the same right, until right. the 4499 EX has come along. <laughs> so what's going on in that dual chip design? Okay. What's different about it? And and how is that relating to the, to the depth and layering? So it's okay. So I'll answer the technical side first. Yeah. Um, so depth and layering portion that's going to be a, I mean, that's going to be a, like a derived answer, I think, but, but let's start with, um, so the technical side, um, so, so if we go back, I'm going to take a step back to the older 4499. So we actually had a design that was ready to go in the 4499 back then. 
and mm-hmm. the fire happened. So, so um, like, I mean, we were, like, ready. I actually still have the chips here that we were going to start production. Mm. Um, I was mad because those were expensive back then. But, um, yeah, so, so it was a completely, I, I, I don't, I'm not AKM, so I don't know internally the, the big differences, but it was a completely different type of chip. So, like, the, yep. the physical characteristics of the, of the chip were very different. So they had everything in one. Um, you know, so, so all your, your, your like, you know, digital side, everything was in one big thing, you know, like, like one big monster. How, how did that chips chip typically are? So like the 4493 is just one monster. So mm. we go to the newer 4499, which just came out. So what they do is they have a, uh, I call it the mod chip. I, I don't remember exactly what they call it. The, um, but the the one chip, and I always mess up the numbers. Forty one ninety one, forty one nineteen. I, I think always forty one ninety one. Thank you. I, I, I every single day of my life, I screw those numbers up for that for that I chip. I can imagine so many um, numbers. Too many numbers. So that chip um, effectively handles your bit stream coming in. So say from USB, from uh, SPDIF, whatever. It's going to take your I two S uh, stream. That guy's going to multi bit. Uh, it's like a seven bit. Um, multi-bit uh signal that's going to go into the DAC chip so there's some digital on the DAC chip but it's mostly an analog monster so a it's like they took all the all the the messy stuff out of the DAC chip and it feels like it feels like they made the DAC chip this like really pure kind of analogy thing okay so so so, you know, they're no longer, like, really tied together. That's number one. You know, it's the best mm-hmm. way I can explain it without, like, citing, like, data sheet crap, which is just boring. But um, And I'm, it's going to go for me, too. It's, so. it's like, so, so just imagine, like, these two chips. One is speaking one language and the other speaking another language. And, you know, you're taking this language in and you're translating it to a different language to talk to the DAC chip. So... Right. The one chip is just like a pure digital, you know, decoding audio signals, converting them to multi-bit. Then the other guys accepting multi-bit, converting it to analog. Um, okay. Now, okay. Yep. And and again, I'm not AKM, so you know, I can I can speak for what I've seen and, and what I've you know experienced with it. But again, they they would be the ones that would like know the ins and outs. Like, well, this mm-hmm. is really Gino's an idiot. So, um, <laughs> but uh. But the DAC side, some of the advantages that I've seen with the two is that the DAC chip, you can really separate it out into an analog world. So, you know, you okay. can kind of do your grounds and everything different. You know, it's it's like they cut the chips in half. And now you can really focus on the analog side, focus on the digital side. And um, and on the analog side, you also can separate, like, your power supplies and everything. Like, you can really... You know, it's giving you like these two separate worlds that you can now set up power supplies, references, everything to two separate right. monsters. And you can really yeah. keep that digital on this side. Um, it, it does at least my take on it. So the analog side, so the 99, so we call this DAC a 4499 DAC, but it's actually a 41. What do you guys say? 4191? 4191. Yeah. <laughs> And a 40, it's actually both those chips working together, but yep. we just refer to it as the 4493 uh, or 4493 or 4499. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's a long day. You know the DAC. Uh, I totally, totally. 
So I call it the mod side and the DAC side. That's how I, on all the okay. code it's written as the mod side and the DAC side. So gotcha. Yeah. The DAC side, um, the DAC side is a current based DAC, which is also different than the 4493, which is a voltage output. So with a current okay. based DAC, you have to have external op amps that are doing a current mm. conversion. So this is where your Sparkoses and your Bursins and, you know, your mm -hmm. Oppas, your, your TI comes into play. So yep. who's going to do that conversion the best? So that's where the whole op amp war comes from. So now yeah, in the right. So in the 93, the op amps more act as buffers, but in okay. the 99, they're doing current conversion with a buffer. So it, it, it's kind of like a, a they're doing like both. And that's where like, you know, there's a whole different world going to play. Now, you know, people argue, so the current is also being converted through a resistor and some other things. So that that's like another thing. But um the DAC chips are doing some work. I mean, excuse me, the op amps are doing some work there too. They have to now start that syncing. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because one of the things I mentioned in the, no, that's all right. One of the things I mentioned in the review was that I felt like swapping the op amps in the four four nine three, it it made a, an incremental step forward in sound quality compared to the so going to the Sparkos from the the OPA chip chips from right. um, are they Texas Instruments? Are they? Yeah, okay, Texas Instruments. Yeah. They're like Burr Brown uh, TI, TI Burr Brown. Yeah. Chips. So that was that was an, what I'd call an, an incremental step. It was a, it was an improvement, but a small one. Whereas right. I felt like the differences in the in the AK four four nine nine, I wouldn't right. want that without the Sparkos. It's it's a really right. that combination is just spot on yeah. for me. So those yeah. so those chips are like there's a lot more going on with current and a lot of magic going on there. You know, I'm not a, like a pure op amp guy so i like you would have to get sparkos on for one of those interviews and he can talk yeah. op amps like me and him when, when we met up at, at last year at florida like we talked till three like sherry was so mad because we wouldn't stop like in, in the hotel room during the audio <laughs> show where we have to be up in four hours they are still at three in the morning yeah. screaming hugging yelling yeah, 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 stuff. It's, it's, i don't know they hit but it he's like an analog like guru so like mm -hmm. anything you ever want to talk to about you know like this guy knows like every answer like like you yep. know so he can definitely give you your answers on op amps like you know if you're yeah. like man i need to know why and he will give them to you me that's like that's a that's like being a that's the difference being like an orthopedic surgeon or a, you know a, 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 a gp a, or a, yeah no, yep. yeah thank <laughs> you yeah why can't i think <laughs> like i was an eye surgeon so, um, yeah, it's just a different discipline, you know, and he's, yeah. he's the master. Um, okay. so, so yeah, so, you know, in those op amps, another thing, um, that people aren't going to say, um, so they create different kinds of distortion. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's like tubes in a way. And, you know, I, I'm sure I always say like everything I'm saying, people are just like either going to cringe or, oh yeah, you know, so it's like. The, the, you know, with these op amps, like when you measure them and I'll just go to measurements, when you measure them, you know, different op amp combinations and things create different distortions. So sometimes you'll get op amps, say from one manufacturer and they have a much higher THD or a much higher uh, distortion, but mm -hmm. you know, 90% of the people love the sound, you know, for, yep. you know, and, and so it's like, I can't argue with that. You know what I mean? Like if the numbers say one thing, but I'm not going to argue with you if you, if you're buying them and you like them, well, like you know, yes. Tubes don't yeah, exactly well. like tubes, isn't it? Yeah. 
Right. Right. So, so our thing, you know, we said this even back on the old thing we did with you. It's like, you know, it's all up to you guys. You know, it's like what you like. Like, I, I'm not going to tell you because a machine says this. Like, it's better. It's going to be, well, if everybody wants them, and they, like, and they like them, you yeah. know. Um, so, so again, with those op amps, you know, I, no joke. I mean, they all measure differently. Some of them noisier or not, I don't want to say noisier, but maybe more distortion than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them are just insanely clean, um, you know, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you know, what, at what level are we hearing these things and all that kind of stuff? That's always that big argument. But um, people, I think at the end of the day, people like what they like. So, so yeah. back to the, so those op amp, that op amp stage on those current base stacks, um, they have to sync more current or source more current things. Uh, and, you know, it, it'll have an effect on things. Um, and that's kind of the difference. So the e- side note is the ESSs are also current based. Um, I remember, we, I think we talked about that in the original interview. You, yes, you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. So those are current based too. Um, but we weren't doing sockets then so we never really mm-hmm. got into changing office at, at that time when we were doing those we just stuck with the off amps we had because during the ess days uh, especially during that time it was impossible to get anything so we were just yeah. getting as many opa 1656s as humanly possible and just you know we're yeah. like at that time we're like hey man people would ask us can you put these on we're like we can't get them you know we're just gonna stick with that um yeah but uh but yeah so so we're, I, you know, what's cool. I wanted to say this too, just cause we're on the phone. Um, is that like, it's it, what I really like and, and really appreciate is that you guys are like playing with the op amps and like, we're all about like that customization and like, you know, people like doing, you know, like I, I don't hate cable people. I don't hate any of it. Like, I love the fact that people are just doing their thing and, and, you know, we want to give you guys that platform to be mm-hmm. able to do that. That's like one of our big things, especially nowadays, is like we want to give you a platform to be able to do that and then argue amongst yourselves. You know, like, yeah. like and it's cool. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So, again, you know, if, if, you know, you like the 99, you like it over, say, the 9026 or the 90, you know, 93, too many things. But you may <laughs> like this one. So, that's your platform. You like it that's with it. those op amps. That's your platform, and yeah. we love that we can like help give you guys that. You know, yeah. that's like a big thing. You know, that's why we always that have all the leads me... like them. Oh, go ahead, cut. Sorry, I'm yapping. No, because that, that leads to another question I wanted to ask, which is the, the shift to having a socketed model. Was that was that driven by initially? the fact that you wanted people to tweak or is it a nice side effect? Is it something that you did because you wanted to put the Sparkos op amps in and then to most easily manufacture that you ended up with the socket? How did that, how did the, the move to the socket had actually come about? Very, very customer driven. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there was a person, he's not a YouTuber, at least he wasn't at the time who got a J2 made a dongle, got Sparkos put the two together and showed everybody on YouTube and said, check this out. Yeah. After Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. Shelley and Sparkos were inundated (laughs) with people who wanted to do that too, but didn't have maybe the capabilities that this YouTuber had to make the dongle. 
And it yeah. got to the point where I believe Sparkos called us and said, my head's going to explode. You yeah. have to come up right. with something together. So, yeah, we were like, so even back to the days when we did our first interview and things like that. So we always had people that would want different op amps. They would ask us, you know, like, yep. hey, can we put these on? Can we put those on? And we would like sometimes we would actually buy the uh, SOIC to uh, dip adapter from Sparkos all the time. We would just order them from him. He has like this perfect adapter. So we would do that and solder them like a little socket. And then, you know, it, it kind of like worked and sometimes they would break and things. And it was a pain. But um, yeah, the, the, the one guy, you know, he was just like, hey, can we like, can you do this? And so um, he ended up like it was just like a weird like he ended up like linking us up with Sparkos. And at that time, again, yeah, Sparkos was getting a bunch of people asking him. And it just was like this weird, like, 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 like thing that, you know, everybody was just like, you should do this. Like everybody at like one time. <laughs> and then so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll add sockets. You know, like, like, like I had, I don't have 80 million other things to do. So I'll add sockets. And then <laughs> so it wasn't, it, it kind of was just like a bunch of people. And then it just was like, yes, we'll do it. We'll do it. We did it. And then it was like um, one of these things where it was just like, oh, man, we should have did this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it, it yeah. just organically kind of happened in a way. And then uh, and then we're like, oh, man, it's really cool because people are like doing tons of op amp swappers, which I never thought somebody people would really care. Like, I didn't think yep. like if, I, if, if she would have said, is Lacan going to care? I'd say no. And meanwhile, right, like okay. doing it, you know, like, like, so I'm like, holy crap, like Lackland's doing this. So <laughs> it just wasn't a thing like, you know, it I guess. evolved into yeah. a thing, I think, with the comedy. Yeah. Too. So I, I'm very engineering minded, too. So for me, it's just like, you know, I, you're listening to all kinds of stuff. I see all the headphones behind you. For me, it's not like that. For me, it's just like yep. math and papers. And, you know, so for me, it's like, <laughs> like I wouldn't think that you would care you know what i mean it's just like yeah, oh gotcha. it's, it's not, not in your not no, in your no, viewpoint no, yeah, I don't. so so i think that's the long-winded answer <laughs> yeah but i think so i think it, that it, brings it, up a good point Apple yeah sorry evolved. you go sherry i'm sorry yeah sorry you go what were you gonna say sherry oh i said it's just one of those things that we just uh, ha- happily evolved into something that's turned into some it's kind of cool people yeah. love it yeah Absolutely. And I think something that came up before, we were talking about the the preferences for the different DAC chips. And I think similar to that, the preferences for different op amps, Mm -hmm. because I think so often it also depends, you know, you mentioned the headphones behind me made me think of this. Often it depends on the gear you're listening to. Yeah. You know, like a a 9026 with a set of, um, uh, you know, the old OPA 627s, which were quite a nice, warm, rich sounding op amp that I I personally love as as an op amp. Mm -hmm. Those would be great with certain systems, but then on another system, you're going to want a different mm-hmm. set of off-amps with a different DAC chip potentially. So I, yeah. I think it's great having that tweakability and letting people find their way. Yeah, um, the the question, um, you're probably going to hate me for asking this because others might follow yeah. up on it. There's been a few people that have posted on the, on the J2 socket review mm-hmm. and they've said to me, have you tried it with the, I think it's the 2590s, the pro chips from Sparkos, the bigger ones, yeah. which is yeah. what you use in the, in the A3 Pro. Um, the challenge with that is you can't actually fit them in the yes. current sockets as they are. You can't fit them. Is there any chance of providing an adapter kit or something? I don't know if, it, if it's got to be really custom. So I'll, give or if it's... The, 
official i'm glad i have a platform to talk about those absolutely um yeah let's do awesome it. awesome awesome chips so you see we use them in the a3 so you know we we mm. solder them down um so i actually i was just talking to sparkos about this the other day um so he so so there's no easy way to directly socket those number one so they're right. they're like a different format so so and, I, and i'm gonna quote so, uh, sparkos and i hope i do so andrew if i screw this up sorry um he originally designed those for like pro audio mixing boards and things um and those are a certain format and you know like mm-hmm. i said you should try to get him on and talk to him one day he's an awesome dude but um i, should, yeah, I was just thinking it, before i've never done that and i should super cool dude um so yeah. and he made i hope i'm not screwing this up but he designed those for one format and they kind of took off in a different direction because everybody loves them so yep. on the board itself like there the way he has we have to socket him right now if we went so if we went to sockets on the A3 for that chip, we'd have to use these like special pins, which are a complete pain in the butt to manufacture. Okay. So it would be amazing if there was like an actual socket for it. So I've been talking to him about that. Like, hey, man, you know, maybe we'll come up with a socket like that will be specifically for those. So you can pull them out and maybe that can evolve into something else. Maybe, you know, different options. Okay. But um, he does have a socket where it will fit in the dip eight. Which he, I remember okay. him saying he had to make it because everybody like demanded it that you know because they wanted <laughs> to use. It. Now on our board, uh, if you take a look at the A3, you'll see how gigantic they are in there, and it took up like yeah. maybe twenty percent of that board. Um, yeah. So to keep and it, for anyone, if this does go out as a video, I'll just quickly show people. Sorry about the noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is the standard. So that's, oh, that's the standard. Sparkos. <laughs> The the footprint of the I won't use the brand side of this. The footprint of the pro is more like that. So we're talking teeny tiny versus massive. Yes. So, um, so uh, we had a couple customers who were able to fit them in uh, where the RCAs are. So you know, so so this is for the I'm sorry, this is for the the ninety three, the AK ninety three, the the J two S ninety three version. You can yep. kind of wedge them in. Um, a guy, uh, Neil Blanchard, uh, speaker designer, he was messing yeah, with it. He was able to, yeah, so he was able to um, to do it. And he was kind of telling me because I was like, oh, you figured it out. And I'm like, can you tell me how you did it? So we didn't consciously think about those big ones because at the time, nobody like – it wasn't like a thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's bec- it became it a thing. Our, it wasn't it was an hour thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's mm. correct. Um so we considered those what they were designed for. We didn't really consider those for putting them on the on the, the DAC. We were like, you know, because we'll, we talked to Sparkus and he's like, the um, 3602s are awesome. And he was, you know, they're awesome. You know, we'll fit them in there. Cool. And we knew they were compact. Now, um, so for the XLR side, it was impossible to get them in. We just cannot fit them. Um, we couldn't mm. move the sockets back cause we would run into the, you know, hit the, hit the DAC chip. It was a mess. Those plus those XLRs are humongous. So you can physically look at the board and sit, like put that chip down on there and you'll see what I'm talking about or put I the op amp, yeah. you know, near it. So for the 99, it, it, this is a, another long winded answer, but like, here's the answer no, good. So for, the 90, for the 99, we conch, I consciously made sure that the, for the RCA, it will fit. So you have to get the 
the dip eight adapter that Sparco sells and you can mm-hmm. fit it there. Um, if somebody tries it and it doesn't, I made a mistake and whatever, but no, it should fit there. I, I measured <laughs> it out and it should fit fine. Um, okay. It should be no problem. I, you know, tested it on ours and it fits fine. So again, if Sparco's changed the board or something, I can't, you know, um, <laughs> now where you see the, the other two sockets, those are doing the straight current conversion so we could not by any means fit those two giants. I tried very hard to fit those two giants in there at all mm. costs, and I couldn't. So it's yeah. not to say that in the future of Gishelli 2024, we don't roll out something that will fit those. You know, maybe a different okay. form factor. Um, we have some plans for new things, and we can talk about that later. But um, but. In the current design, we're like especially the ninety nine. We had to pack a lot of a lot more passives, a lot more circuitry in there for a bunch of other crap, like just for other yeah. things with the chip. Plus, remember it's two chips that takes That's up it. a lot. Of things. Um, so we, you know, the the best we could do with that was fit those, you know, two in there. Yep. And we, tr- I really tried to separate them too, so that way, let's say, I, I don't know all of Burson's options, but let's say that they got bigger ones, or there's some other brands people ask me about. Um, yeah, the S- that- SIL, which I don't think I've played with, um, a lot of people have said is one to, to check out, but I, I don't know them well, right. so I don't know their dimensions or, or size. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, a lot of the designs of, of stuff that people use these replaceable guys in, they're huge, like, you know, big, like AV yeah. receiver size things, and they got a ton of space. I've seen some Versa yeah. ones that are, like, real tall. Um, yeah, well, this, all yeah. of the V6 range, which are the kind of the Sparkos and the Burson V6 range are about kind of on par performance-wise. They're diff- quite okay. different sounds, but similar. But the V6 is just that little bit too tall right, to fit in either right. the or the or the wooden case, unfortunately. Right. So you can, I think you can get it if, if you're prepared to have like a, a fly lead or an angled yeah. adapter dongle, right. but that's a step beyond what I'm comfortable doing. Right, right. So, so yeah, they... You know, but we try to give as much space as possible for those the two current conversion uh, op amps. Yeah. Um, you know, so we really did. But again, we were very conscious, conscious, conscious uh, about, you know, um, the pros and giving more space in the future. So, you know, future designs that we start doing, um, we were very like aware of being able to fit the pros, you know, so, yeah. so, you know, for, for now we wanted to keep everything the same modular design. Somebody had wrote that in your thing. So yeah, you know, to keep that design the same, to fit in all the cases and be able to pull them and move yep. them. We had to sacrifice that. So. Uh, well, actually, I okay, yeah. Because we make like the wood cases ourselves, are you saying that the bursons are, it needs a little more height on the wood? Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember how, just how close it was. I mean, I, th- I think technically, looking at it <laughs> i think technically if, if you were to if you were to have a channel carved so you know how there's the <laughs> there's the piece of the piece of timber that that's kind mm. of um proud of the of the perspex and then you've got the bit that sits behind the perspex that it kind of bumps up against if you were to if you were to carve the height of the it's hard to explain this the bit that sits behind the perspex if you were to carve a channel in there where the where the op amps slide in, you'd probably fit it in, but I haven't measured it. I, I can check that for you, like, you know, if you want me to. Five more millimeters or something, yeah, or five, something like that. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. it. And it's height. It's all it's all about the height. 
there is something like if somebody so something that we would do for somebody is they were like we have to have those in there and uh we'd have to do it with a wood case but they can order a wood mm-hmm. case and just specify the height or maybe send oh, cool. us the opiums oh yeah we we we've done things like that for people not specifically for opiums but to fit in other things you know whatever they're doing they they're like hey can we specify a taller height for whatever reason um yeah okay. it's, it's kind of how we ended up coming up with the height for the a3 that's by your elbow like so that's how we ended up creating that height was um a customer needed something a certain height and then okay. we like made it and we're like we kind of like the look and then we're like man we could squeeze these buttons in here like that you know so if somebody said to us like hey i want to use those taller bursons can you give me like x amount of height or it'd be easier if they probably sent them to us or told us where to get them and mm-hmm. then we mm-hmm. can custom the height for them no problem we just okay. we just you know it's, it's making the sides a little taller i mean it's not a big yeah deal. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. I know that we that we some people out there knocking on your door any minute now. I reckon. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's not a, not a big yeah, deal. We don't know unless somebody brings it up. Yeah. So you yeah, know, I'm it. glad you brought it up because that wasn't yes. something that we would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most they're all, I mean, they're all different shapes and sizes, so it's so hard to know. Like I've got, I can't mm-hmm. remember the brand name, and I feel really bad because they're a lovely op amp, but there's another a staccato, the staccato op amps. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And they're a really unique design, but they're quite, they're quite kind of they've got broad shoulders is kind of how i describe them and right. so if you've got pockets close together it can get really difficult but it's right. just another example of of yet another different configuration you'd need to make it all right. fit so it's it's hard very hard we have to get with all the um, op op makers and like standardize the, you know exactly exactly yeah no no bigger than this footprint this height yeah let's all agree um, and then we can make you the thing good exactly full swappability I'm, <laughs> I'm conscious of time because i know it's the end of your day and you you probably wrecked from from working hard um let, let's segue into you sort of alluded to before that you've got some plans is there anything that you can share now for people to kind of start getting excited about because and i, and I want to preface this for anyone that hasn't seen my reviews of the a3 pro and the j2 particularly in my opinion the 4499 version i think these are, are two of the most exciting products i've had across my desk in a long time because they at the price they're set at the performance is just nuts um and the ability to have a stack like this on your desk that like uh, what are we talking about here if we talk about the fully spec 4499 and the a3 pro we're still under 2000 us dollars i think yeah yeah, yeah. clearly well and truly under 4000 uh, 2000 us dollars and it's right up there with anything, I think, in that sort of two to $3,000 range. So I love it. Absolutely love Thank it. You. So with that in mind, I'm also excited to hear what might be coming. Yeah. Anything that we can talk about? Yeah, yeah. So um, the one thing, we're going to give the J2 underneath a facelift. Um, to, I mean, it, this is kind of a natural progression that everybody kind of assumed was going to happen. We're going to give it a facelift to match the A3's design. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, we're... we're we're talking so I, it's it's in the works right now we didn't we didn't finalize it but i'm i have no problem openly talking about this um it's it's most likely gonna so for everybody who's gonna cheer we are gonna get rid of those damn four lights okay everybody <laughs> we're getting rid of those lights i promise you that's when i got used to what they mean <laughs> i've been telling every customer on the phone like we will be getting rid of those lights i'm so sorry it evolved into a terrible light situation we knew that <laughs> It just, it, it evolved. Like, you know, we used to yeah. only have two lights on the DAC. As soon as we started adding inputs, it got crazy. 
So um, so we'll, most likely what we think we're going to do is have individual buttons for the input, something like that, making it more clean. Um, user-friendly. Yeah, user-friendly. We kind of dig – for us, the front of that look was always like a B2 bomber mm-hmm. type of thing, you know, like an old an old school uh, bomber kind of feel with the silver buttons on it, you know, that old airplane. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So we're we're gonna kind of continue that theme with uh, that one by your elbow, the J two, um, and uh, yeah, it, probably not even. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. try to get it. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be a little bit of time, um, and then we're also uh, gonna go to the. We just got our sample cases in the higher uh, aluminum, just because people are like demanding the A three in aluminum. So, so this, um, this sized amp, uh, this in, sized casing, but in the in the aluminium. In our aluminium, yep. yeah, with the with the yeah. same kind of glass look, but it'll have the buttons on it, but it'll be at a taller, right. you know, aluminum case. So that's definitely happening. Um, but uh, oh, the Zufa, thank you. So the the big amp, oh I, yeah, I can't, I'm oh god, I'm, I can't believe I forgot that one. So the the big amp, the Zufa. So um, you probably heard rumblings of this. I don't know if we've ever talked about it or anything, but we haven't we, talked we, about it. But it, it came up at the, I think we were emailing about it when you were going to the Florida show last. I think probably, it was yeah. being talked about. Yeah. So we haven't been cagey for any real reason except for we were just developing it, you know. So we really haven't talked much about it because we just really been like grinding through it. Um, mm-hmm. So me and then. Um, Another engineer, Mike Zafudo, uh, we've been working on it together for probably over a year now, at least. He's oh, on man, his, it feels like it's... our third revision yes. of, of what was wow, already okay. great. Yes. So the one that was <laughs> at the show, we had one at the show, uh, the new one's a much better version. And we're, we're actually, we're now, everything's locked in. Uh, we're making okay. one little change for, like, the AC board, which is just so we can ship it to, you know, Australians or, you know... You know, people in Japan, like we, we had to make one little revision just for like uh, certification stuff. Um, yeah. But the amp board itself were locked. The preamp board were all locked in. The rear board were locked. Uh, we're actually getting pre-production boards in house very shortly. Um, and then we're going to pick and place those and test those. So um, okay. just in, in that testing means... We're gonna have them. We're, we got to send them over to um, uh, like CE testing and stuff like that. Um, so we did a lot of kind of CE stuff already with it, like getting it here. So it should be we're going in for the final, you know, and a lot of stuff's right. just safety stuff, can you I, know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And sure. and for anybody that doesn't know, the Zufa is a two-channel class AB oh, stereo <laughs> speaker. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to ask. <laughs> I've been living this damn thing for so long that to me it's like a, it's like a part of my brain, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, we will um, – so we're planning at uh, Capital Audio Fest this year. That's going to be our like production version. So when everybody oh. gets to see it, it's going to be the one that's going to be going in the production. Um, yeah. You know what's? I'd say like most of what's just slowing things up is pre- prepping for final CE testing. Like it's just crap. Yeah. It's like all stuff you have to go through. That's just like really, you know, you got to make sure this thing is Speaking plugged here and it's and... so far. Yeah. You know. 
those things. Um, but sound wise, we've been listening to the previous version every Saturday for the last like two months. It's so bad. We have the forty four ninety nine with our Zufa. And every Saturday, we lose ourselves for hours. Like, we're leaving here at oh, 11 o'clock, awesome. but we're, we're singing, we're dancing, we're yes. just enjoying music and, and each other, yes. and we get lost in it. So it's super yes. cool. That's a so great I'll, sign, too. We'll kick you, like, more info. Like, um, so right now, it's kind of all the same info that we've been, like, you know, telling people, but we don't have, like, an official list of everything so once we compile that we'll definitely get you something so yep, you know you can awesome. you can see what's going on um it's just been like you know we've just been basically just in pounding pre-production hell and manufacturing hell like one most of, of yeah. it's just screws and stupid stuff one of the cool things is it will have a built-in headphone amp they are so i was just gonna ask that yeah because obviously yeah. i'm for those not familiar and i think i mentioned to you guys i'm i'm moving more and more into doing both headphones and speaker amp stuff yeah. now so i've got i've got a little near field set up here and and um i've been reviewing some speaker amps and some speakers but um i'm still also you know my heritage is in headphones and it's probably still going to be my it's probably going to be like a 60 40 split headphones 60 yeah. percent speakers 40 thereabouts i'm guessing in the long run um so i was really keen to know is it also going to have a headphone output so that's cool if it yeah. is so we actually put some decent amount of time it's a newer designed it's like the two five so it doesn't have the sparkos um it won't have the Sparkos in the as the driver stage. Um, it's 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 like a hybrid between the A3 and the 2.5. Okay. Um, the design in it, it's like incredibly like low distortion. Like it's it's a very um, strong design, I think. Um, but we we did it. Um, oh, 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 I was gonna say we we added a couple of like things with it where. You can, you know, there'll be a button on the front where you can turn off the preamp. So uh, this is actually a Lackland thing. I, I'm giving you credit for this. <laughs> um, a long time ago, you emailed me. You're like, hey, you know, can you can we do this or can you design it where you know you cut the preamp? Um, mm. And uh, we had a couple reasons why on the A3, like like the the A3, we were gonna do it, but we didn't um, uh, because we really kind of focused that more as a headphone amp. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, like as versus a preamp, like the preamp's just kind of like an added joy for it, you know, if you want to use it. But uh, we really, man, we really market that as a, a headphone amp. But this yep. guy, you know, obviously you don't want to be sitting there with your speakers blasting plugged in or you don't want <laughs> yeah, to have that. So we added a preamp cutoff button. So, so on the front, you could either, if you want to keep your headphones on and for some reason have your speakers going and pull them off and you know, do that, or you just hit the button on the front and it will cut it, um, you know, it'll cut the, the, the preamp. And so you're just listening to headphones, but all the, you know, the tone controls, we actually developed the tone controls for the A3 from the Zufa tech. Okay. You know, so from like all the Zufa stuff, when we did it, we took those same tone controls and shrunk them down into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it will have an awesome headphone amp in it. Um, you know, that will work with the remote and everything, you know, so if you just want to use it as that, it'll, it'll be very yeah, happy. Yeah, we'll have a product very with a cool. remote, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll have a remote yeah. with a motorized pot. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Have you got any sense, and, and I'm not asking you to lock anything in so you can give me a really wide range, what, where roughly should people expect that to sit price-wise? Um, so it's going to depend on your case, again. But okay, yeah, we're course. looking at yeah. a base price of about 2500 
Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to want to get into this, like O'Neill, like you have, you know, the right. yeah. fancy carvings, that, of course, is obviously going to put an upcharge on it. But we're right. the base we're looking at is about so that. And that's going to be the one that's like at the show. So yes. when you look at it, you know, I mean, that's like the big Cadillac of it. Um, a lot like of people, the wood case, whoops, that yeah, way. like the, like the yeah. yeah, that one. Oh, that's the uh, yeah, yeah, he's the yeah, O'Neill. That, I keep forgetting of the O'Neill, man. That's the like yeah. Chris O'Neill special, man. It's awesome. <laughs> it's got the cork. I love the cork underneath, yeah. it's really cool, too. It's really, really cool. So that matches his headphone stands, they're all cork underneath. So yeah. that's why oh, he puts... I didn't know. I've seen yeah, all, of, all right. the photos, but I've never seen underneath. Yeah. That's like, dude, that one there's like a one-off, man. I forgot you had that. I it's it you. I can't see that it's carved in our picture. And when you hand hold yeah. it up, I'm like, oh, That's... I forgot. Yeah, he's got the stepped one. Yeah. Every single yeah. one we get's like different. You know. It's, oh it's really? Great. Oh yeah. No, no, cool. no, no, no. Everyone... Like he doesn't by hand. And what he does is we'll send him his his dad Joe Griff Joe will make uh cases. We'll send them up to Chris. He puts on an album, and whatever's inspired during that album is what he produces oh that's so cool different yeah, yeah. i love it i love it so yeah, it's yeah. not a case I, I, I want to order this design it's i just want a chris yeah. o'neill design you get whatever you get yeah you get what you get yeah. we, that's don't, cool. we, we don't even tell him what to do he just yeah. does his thing and you yeah never... that thing's like a dude that's like a collector's piece right there i completely forgot he had that and i as soon as you picked it up i was like Ooh. um <laughs> yeah. i opened the box yeah. expecting one of these and i, I <laughs> sort of thought i was going to get a you know these are beautiful i love these yeah. And I opened it thinking I was that, and I saw this. I was whoa, that's, that's epic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's doing them for our big cases too. Yes. And so yeah. you know, uh, and and again, it's going to be the same thing. Where depending on what you want, yeah. if you want just regular oak, that's going to be probably closer to the twenty, you know, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, we'll and price then as you it step based up with yeah. wood mm. and designs and customizations. Then it starts because we're also you know you figure this thing's roughly I don't know seventeen inches. So like. There's a lot of woodworking in that. Yeah. So when it it's like kind of like when we're at the show, um, you can see like when you're like holding this thing, it's like holy crap, it's like a piece of furniture. Um yeah. so we do plan in the future, and a lot of people at the shows ask us this, are we gonna make a smaller version, you know, kind of in line with the Gishelli? Yes. So we the way I always describe to everybody at the shows when they're asking, like, you know, wow, this thing's like a big, you know, this is like the showpiece. Um we developed all of our own like kind of you know amp design and everything we so sherry was basically like take an infinite budget design it how you want to design it have fun yeah have fun with it you and mike have Mm -hmm. fun with this and then once we have this like cadillac piece that we really like then we'll go the opposite direction we've always went with let's start it as small as possible Mm -hmm. and go up and it's like stressful doing it that way sometimes because you're like constraint from the beginning so this That's was it. nice doing this one, like just being like free, you know, and I'm like, I want a magical Chris O'Neill case. And I want my dad to go crazy. Like I was in the woodshop today with the pre-production pieces, like telling my dad, just go insane. Like when yep, we make you know, the first couple sets of Zufa's like, just do whatever you want. Like, let's just go crazy. So, um, yep. so we definitely plan on taking that amp technology and creating you know something that's you know in the range of the people that you know can't afford a 25 or don't want to spend or don't want to spend it right right, right. yeah yeah if i have my way we're also going to do an aluminum version because you know i'm all about the powder coating aluminum so i am (laughs) pushing to be able to look you know kind of do that form factor as well but yeah we just want to i I think that's really cool 
Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I think it's really cool that that you you are probably one of the only companies, if not the only company, that allows people to have that flexibility to say either I want to keep the price down or no, I'm happy to spend a bit more and get this something you know unique right. wooden case, and this is the wood that suits my house. I think that's that's really nice to have that flexibility. One awesome thing was that you actually. It was like watching when I was watching the video. It was like it. It was like. Uh, you had to do the Gishelli calculus of like of like <laughs> being able to like take that entire page and make it make sense. Oh, yeah, so like yeah. yeah so I was like whole like as oh, he was saying, that beautiful like, guys. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like he probably has like a graphing calculator. <laughs> like a big like we didn't see the whiteboard of like charts and and like you know like we this, were this, laughing. This, this. <laughs> yes. I, I spend a long part of my day on the phone with people calling in going, I don't <laughs> under what, how do I build I'll this? Bet. Yeah. I'll bet. So you did a superb job. Like, I'm glad. Like, of, like bringing that, bringing that into like some intelligible thing. Yeah. We're yeah, just we going to start laughing. linking that when people write in, I'm just going to go talk go to Go talk Lachlan. to Lachlan. He'll like, <laughs> what, he's much from that's it. Watch from eight minutes forty till ten minutes twenty, yes. and you'll have your answer. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we definitely plan. We even design. Believe it or not, we designed that that Zufa in order to be modular. So we did right. design it with hopes in the future to maybe have like a class D drop in, or you know, some other class A drop in. You know, like maybe wow. different types of drop in. So it is designed for that. Um. There may even be some sockets. Who knows? But uh, we we mm. designed it to still be modular. And like I said, once we kind of get that together and we can get production together on it and we're very happy and we can produce it, we will immediately start having conversations about scaling it down. And, you know, let's like do it like this. You know, we don't have to have 8,000 buttons, 8,000 features, you know, start making it into, you know, a smaller version, you know, things like that. So that we definitely plan on doing. We just, you know, it's that time and, and, and the biggest That's thing, it. like I keep stressing, is just that manufacturing side of it. We have to like yeah. do so many things to get like reproducibility and accuracy so yeah that's it and scalability if the orders go up and stuff like that it's yes. it's hard no doubt <laughs> hey I, i've got to jump in here because unfortunately i have my day job knocking at the door in, in one minute yeah. from now no worries sorry I, I man. Bad. no this is amazing I, I wish i didn't have to to drop things off because that, <laughs> that's just opened all sorts of other conversations we could have but we'll just do have to do this again another time yeah anytime um, man That'd be amazing. So, yeah, I, I do have to cut it off. But thank you so much, as always, Gino and Sherry. Um, no problem. I'm definitely excited to see what's coming. I hope people, if they haven't already, go and check out the reviews of the A3 Pro and the J2, the, the you know, the, the mega review with every possible version under the sun. Um, so thanks for making such great products and, and giving people the ability to customise. I think that's really cool that, that you're sharing that with all of us. And uh, I know sure. there's a lot of happy people out there. So thanks, as always. All right. Thank, thank you, bud. for taking the time. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation and make sure you subscribe if you want to be a part of our next conversation in a fortnight's time. Don't forget that if you want even more audio related content, you can also join me over on Passion for Sound on YouTube. Thanks again for joining us for today's chat and we look forward to chatting to you again next time.